0: For an inside look at the state's biggest footy league, it's the Monday Waffle. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Monday Waffle. I'm your host this week, Will DeFulvio, and I'm joined by illustrious reporter Phoebe Murray. Phoebe, how are we going?
1: I'm good, thanks, Will. We had some really good games this weekend, Uh, some unexpected turnouts, but also some really interesting players that came out of it, so I'm excited to jump in.
0: It was very good. Um, We also just managed to sneak away from any kind of restrictions with COVID. Uh, I think everyone definitely knows by now that. We're back to phase one restrictions, many masks on, less capacities at ovals. No crowds. No crowds, as we saw last minute of the Eagles game yesterday. Uh, The waffle just managing to sneak away. The women's waffle and some other um, amateur codes weren't quite as lucky. But
1: they still were able to play their games today and community sport is allowed to go on through these three days of restrictions at the moment in WA. So we'll still see the teams training and prepping for the upcoming weekend.
0: Yeah, that is a big thing that training can go ahead over these next three days. I know a lot of the clubs, uh, especially in the Waffle, do go on a Monday and do their rehab and their uh, game reviews and then back into training maybe on the Wednesday or the Tuesday depending on when their fixture is. So knowing that they can train is a very good factor for them, especially coming out of the results of some of these games, Fives.
1: Yeah, it was in all honesty, probably a little bizarre and all the teams probably loved those like the victors would have loved it.
0: Definitely the supporters would have loved it. It was they were thrilling through and through. So let's just get straight to the results for round 12. Oh!
1: Starting off, we've got Subiaco, 8-5-53, defeated by Swan District 7 12-54. The main goal scorers for the game were Nicholas Martin with three, Aiden Clark and William Reedy at two. Disposals, Jesse Turner, 27, Joshua Cypro, 22, Sam Fisher, 20, Leigh Kitchen, 25, Harrison Marsh, 24.
0: Yeah, those last two there. Kitchen with the twenty-five is pretty standard, and a goal. Sam Fisher a bit quiet on twenty there. Usually he's up, he's up there in the in the high twenties. Ever since the uh, state game, he's been a little bit quiet, but there's nothing to be worried about. I reckon he's still a fantastic player, and there's one percent as he brings to the game is still fantastic for the Swans.
1: Next up, we've got Peel Thunder, which was defeated by East Perth, 81-88. to 88.
0: Yeah, it was a huge win for East Perth. They've now got two on the trot if you leave out the bye they had last week. East Perth had a very slow start to the season, um, but they were showing a lot of strength at times throughout the game. So it's good to see them coming back into form and now winning two games. And I think it's in a, a huge part to the returning captain, Jackson Ramsey, uh, first game back from an ankle injury, had an absolute blinder with 32 disposals and three behinds. It would be nice if a couple of them or even all of them were a goal, mm. but uh, big win for East Perth uh, up against Peel. It was huge. So the goal scorers there, Magro, the usual suspects. Magro with four, Edward Simpson's two, Edward Simpson two, uh, Bailey Banfield and Stefan Gyro with two apiece on, uh, from Peel Thunder. And like we said, Jacko Ramsey with 32, Angus Scott got himself 29. Kind of Blakely, who last week was a sub, Phoebe's for the uh, Fremantle Dockers. I think he's usually got that mm. spot for the Dockers. He f- kind of drops in and out. Gets
1: to just have a bit of a play.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's a major ball winner for the Dockers. So when he comes down to Peel, it's, uh, it's great to see him play. He always has a blinder, 27 disposals and two goals. And Nathan O'Driscoll, 26 disposals
1: jumping over to the West Perth game against Claremont West Perth came out victorious with 70 to 56
0: another big win thieves. i love that we love the big wins here on the monday waffle that's huge so claremont top of the ladder losing to west perth who are uh, they're fighting they were fighting to be uh, in the top 5 Um, with East Fremantle's um, loss to the Eagles. That pushes them pretty much, not out of contention, but it gives West Perth and Swans some breathing room here. But West Perth's big win over Claremont, uh, that was great to see. Aaron Black got himself 34 touches of the footy. Jai Bolton trailing with 29, and Zach Gordonen with 27. Uh, Phoebe's Jai Bolton is still the leading ball winner, for 2021 with 324 disposals. But this is a very good round for West Perth. Black getting himself the 34 disposals, so the six extra disposals uh, on top of Bolton, allows him to close that gap for the leading ball getter for the season. So Black is now on 292 disposals for the season but fellow Falcon Shane Nelson got himself 25 touches on Saturday and he's now only trailing Bolton by about 10 disposals he's got 314.
1: Oh, damn it's going to be a close one come the end of the season.
0: It's neck and neck and it is so good for it to be neck and neck this weekend because it is also the premiere of Fast and the Furious 9 Whereas, <laughs> as we know a lot of neck and neck races happen and they also for some reason Go to space.
1: Will DeFulvio over here, always able to make a Fast and Furious reference. (laughs)
0: That was my first in any (laughs) conversation ever. So, don't you say that like I'm notorious for sneaking. And we're going
1: to zoom right past this and (laughs) jump on over to the South Frio. All let's do the goal
0: scorers first. You can't go past the goal. Sorry, we we got a bit distracted because (laughs) I know... You're used to seeing Kytel up there with the uh, goal scorers list. But Kytel and Rogers having a shootout, each kicking three goals and some change. Kytel kicking three goals too. And Bailey Rogers 3-1. Uh, Riddick and Manuel kind of having the same thing. Uh, they kick 2-2 two, two and 2-1 two, respectively. Kytel now four goals clear of Mason Shaw leading the comp with 32 goals.
1: Jumping on over to the East Frio West Coast game humongous win for West Coast here with 15 9 99 and East Frio wrapping up with 6-12-48. I think West Coast just, that was their game. Huge, huge win for them. There's a lot about their team.
0: It does, and they've been in a bit of controversy in the last couple of weeks. So to see West Coast beating East Frio considerably as well, it wasn't like a tight game with 44-99, to 99. It's quite good to see. Zach Langdon, Jared Garlett, Kieran Hugg, three goals apiece and six individual goal scorers for East Fremantle.
1: And they are Boakhurst, Bachman, Burton, Monaham, and Tickle. Cheers, Phoebs. In Disposals, Mark Hutchings, 26, Alex Witherton with 25, Xavier O'Neill, 23, Blaine Boakhurst, 31, Kyle Baskerville and Morgan Davies both coming out with 30.
0: Yeah, fantastic all round. Hutchings, O'Neill, and Bokhurst up there in ball winners, but also getting a goal apiece, which is. Fun to see. And last up, South Frio defeated Perth, 15 5 That's a score I love to see, Phoebes.
1: 100%.
0: Three times as many goals as behinds. I don't know why I'm so sick of... I, I don't know. Let's not get into it. Uh, so, 15 5 <laughs> to Perth, 8-13-61. Mason Shaw, another guy that's always up there, uh, four goals uh, for South Frio. Cody Ninette, another one. Manfred Kelly, three goals apiece. And Mitchell Brown and Quill with two goals each for Perth. Chad Pearson winning the ball for uh, South Freer with 31. Tom Bletchenden, 27. Sinclair, Gray and Davis each getting 20.
1: And that's it for round 12. He's put it through. That's the goal of the century. That is unbelievable.
0: Phoebe's pretty frustrating, heartbreaking news coming out uh, for the state yesterday. One new active case in the community of COVID-19. A return traveller from New South Wales pretty much plunging the state. Going from phase five, do what you want to do, back to phase one masks, no punters allowed at the AFL games, and also none at the Waffle uh, preliminary final, the women's Waffle preliminary final yesterday.
1: It was a really rough day, I guess, for football and community sports here in WA. We've seen this season how important it is to have a crowd around you. We've spoken to various players and various um, club members who say that the waffle's just not the same when you don't have those almost teams. Like, the crowd acts as a part of your team yeah. around you, supporting you, egging you on.
0: Um, it's the 23rd player on the field. The, it's the so
1: important. It's so crucial. It's like performing without an audience if you were a singer it's just it feels wrong um, but I guess the like the women's league were really lucky they did get to move forward with their game yesterday the Swans went up against Subiaco and were victorious and they will be going up against Peel Thunder for the grand final this coming weekend but we really don't know if that game's going to go ahead where fingers crossed at the moment it's looking like it will probably just without fans worst case scenario but it's a bit of a waiting game at the moment and we're just going to have to wait and see and keep you all updated.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely uh, see how that goes. But I have a feeling that the Swans will take on Peel, that will go ahead. Whether that's in front of crowds is the question. Um, I think pending a massive outbreak, I'd be surprised if that game didn't go ahead.
1: And crowds are just so important when it comes to football, especially in like, an environment like this where it's the grand final.
0: That game being played at David Gray's Arena. This Saturday, the 2nd of July, Swan Districts against Peel. Swans have already faced Peel. Mm. Uh, they faced them uh, in the semi-final. Peel won 16-11 to 11 up against the Swans. So, again, that story there, the fact that, yeah, with, with COVID going around, how's it going to affect the waffle? Uh, how's it going to affect that grand final coming up? I guess we'll just have to stick around and wait and see. But one man who does know, captain of East Perth Royals, Jackson Ramsey. We chatted to him yesterday. Right as all of this... Hit the fan, uh, and he had plenty to illuminate us on.
1: Yeah, let's jump into it.
2: Good
0: afternoon. This is your captain speaking. Coming up on the.
1: left.
2: No yeah, matter how hard for ourselves, but um, uh, it was m- most important thing was to get the points, and and for me on personal level it was just to just play some good footy and, yeah, and was... get back after that injury.
0: Jack, are you finally back after? Uh, was it ten games on the sideline?
2: Um, round that I think it was. Last game was round two, so. Um, not sure how many rounds we're into now, but um, yeah, that that, that long.
0: Yeah. Did you expect to spend that long on the sideline?
2: Uh, no, uh, was a short, probably great <laughs> answer. Um, heard it in preseason and sort of went to the first two games. Um, a bit of an injury cloud, and then um, yeah, it wasn't getting any better, and it was pretty sore after um, when we played Peel the first time um, in round two. Um, it just wasn't getting any better. But it's just a, it's a slow process, really, with this ankle. It's, it's in the inside, so the medial side of the ankle joint. So they, they, they sometimes take a bit longer than if it was on the outside. So um, it's just taking its time.
1: Yeah, Royals now have two on the trot. What's changed since the start of the season, do you think?
2: Um, yeah, it's a good question. We sort of we sort of had some good and honest conversations um, internally and... Um, we sort of just simplified um, things. So we've gone back to our trademark um, and we just keep referencing um, off that. So uh, all our language is all changed into a, in towards a trademark. So we're just um, you know, judging our performances on that um, and going into games with some, a few um, key focuses um, to mirror that trademark. Do
0: you reckon it was an issue of the leadership on field that was kind of holding you guys back for that majority of the season?
2: Not really. I, we've got good young leaders in, um, you know, Ty Wilcox. Angus Scott was um, vice captain. Scott Jones. We've got we've got good leaders. It's just um, we weren't playing up to the up to the level really, and and up to the intensity required. Like um, the last two games against South and and Peel, our pressure has been right up. You know, we've been in the face of the opposition, and we're probably just lacking that in the first um, first quarter of the season. So um, we don't want to be in this position. Absolutely not. But um, if we're here, so we may as well just try to keep keep ticking the wings along and um, hopefully make a dash for September, hopefully.
1: Who would you say step up to lead the boys the best while you're out on your injury?
2: Yeah, go on. Uh, throw some names I, up. I, yeah. <laughs> Adam Lynch was in career best form, obviously, Um, before he uh, hurt his hips. So, you know, Lynch, he was playing really well. Jonesy was playing really well. um, And leading from the front, same as um, Angus Scott. So... um. You know, having me and Robbo in there is, is good as well, but, um, you know, those guys were doing a fine job um, while we were out.
0: Were you getting a bit restless legs being on the sideline? Like, what did you do to stay involved with the club while you were off injured?
2: Yeah, it's a good question. So I, I sort of looked in what, what can I do? So I wasn't out on the track um, most nights. So I'd grab two or three players per week, um, you know, and just check in with them and see how they go with their game day routine, you know, what they're thinking about, what their goals are for the game. So... Sort of off-field, um, that's sort of what I was doing um, while also you know, in the gym and, and getting all my rehab done as well.
1: So um, how good is it to be back on the track, but like not just back <clears throat> on the field, but you're also like back in fighting form?
2: I said to Barney when I was out warming up, I was like, how good to be back? Because, you know, I've had I've had two knees now and, and a lot of injuries, so I do know what to fight to be injured. But, um, you know, each game I play, I don't take it for granted because, you know, is really such a small, small party life, but at the same time, it's such a big party life. So, um, I'm not definitely not taking it for granted, and it's just good to be back. You know, doing the, doing things I love.
0: Yeah, you can tell you had a lot of fun out there. I mean, you got 32 touches, you had three behinds as well. Now, I don't want. The standard <laughs> AFL footy response. I want I want your honest opinion right now. Were you disappointed that you didn't get the captain's goal? You got three
2: behinds, but are you a little bit disappointed you didn't get the I captain's ab- goal? Absolutely, I am. I'm, uh, I've watched my tape today, and I've, um, I'm kicking myself. i have to be putting those over. Yeah, so, um, you know, three goals helps the team way more than three behinds, but i just got to, you know, well, first came back, so get on the track and, and have some shots you know I've always been a defender my whole life so um, sometimes in front of goals it's a bit wayward but that's okay I'll we'll, we'll work on
0: it but I mean it was a fantastic game to to welcome you back with it was a big win against Peel um, and we can hear in your voice a bit you said you lost your voice what was it yelling was
2: it singing the song was it yeah, yelling on field? yeah it was the last five minutes and uh, and the, and the song at the end obviously you know when you're screamed something so loud it cracks so you know, she's gone. <laughs> That's it. You know, like I said at the start, we, we don't want to be in that position, but to steal a win like that it was um was great.
1: Would you say that it's a matter of maintaining this form for the rest of the season or do you reckon there's still more to improve on?
2: Absolutely. It's just we gotta we gotta um take every quarter as it comes literally because, you know, we we've we've been accustomed in the past to, you know, have a a really bad quarter that can lose us the game. So it's it's more just arresting that momentum in-game um, and not letting teams get a run on, which teams are going to get a run on, so we're going to get a run on teams. It's just um, how, how we can arrest that. Um, that's something we've been talking about internally.
0: Yeah, right. And speaking of talking internally, I mean, we've cheated a bit. It's the Monday Waffle, but we're chatting to you on a Sunday. How's the club responding to it, to the ongoing updates? And what have they told you about training and dates? I haven't heard
2: much. We've just heard uh, just a group text has gone out to everyone saying that, you know, um, just be on standby because, you know, obviously wait for what Mark McGowan's going to say. I don't know too much about it, but... um yeah, it looks like we've got a, a case that's travelled around a bit. So um, we we'll just have to wait and see. And, and hopefully, you know, do all this uh, rehab in eight weeks and then you uh, play your first game and 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 you find some form with the team and uh, and maybe we might have a bit of a still on the sidelines. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. Um, yeah. But we'll see and see.
1: How hard is it for you, like, trying to focus on the week when you know that there are these ongoing COVID developments just like, What's going through your head at the moment
2: yeah it, it can get worrying sometimes because it's not it's just football at the end of the day it is football, but you know there's businesses out there that are relying on um you know not having another lockdown and, and things like that so when you put it in that perspective it's sort of um it's sort of secondary to football but uh, yeah obviously I'm, Im I'm a little bit worried, but um we'll just have to wait and see what I said.
0: But definitely, with with COVID, you got to just kind of take it one week at a time. And yeah, absolutely. Speaking of speaking of that, there are eight games left. Are your eyes set on the finals?
2: Yeah. So we um yeah we've sort of cut the season down into four week blocks. So we're not really looking forward um, past the next three games. So we're one and zero in our four week season. So we have just got to keep pushing along and and not looking you know too far ahead. But um, yeah, absolutely. If if you're not aiming for finals, you probably may as well not even turn up to training. So. Um, we're, we're definitely looking there, but like I said, we've got, a, we've got a long road ahead, and um, it's just important that we keep developing and blooding, you know, some of the new young talent coming through, which is good. So it's good to keep going.
1: Are you feeling rather confident facing East Fremantle at Leaderville this coming Saturday?
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm confident every game we go into. Like, um, you know, we can beat any any team on any given day if we if we bring our best. So um, yeah, definitely confident going in, um, but. Especially at this level and in any level of football, for that matter, it's um, you never just rock up and expect to win. So we're not expecting to win, but we're we are confident.
0: Do you reckon their recent loss against the Eagles has kind of energised you guys a bit?
2: Um, not, oh, not really. No, nah, not really. Um, yeah, they'll, they'll bring their best side across, and and we'll bring ours. So we're just going to see, um, you know, who's playing for them. I know I know Marshy might be out because of the broken jaw or yeah. whatever. So. Um, you know he, he's a, obviously a star of the competition, so that, that, that helps us. But um, we just got we just got to see he comes through and um, and put our best foot forward.
0: Yeah, well, Jackson, congratulations on the awesome performance and the win. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season and good luck with uh, against East Frio this Saturday.
2: Perfect. Thanks for having me, guys. Cheers. Cheers.
0: By sheer foresight, Phoebs, We sent you. To game of the week before we even knew it was going to be game of the week, Subite v the Swan districts you were there, you were in the thick of it. it was a fantastic game. It went down to the wire
1: goodness it was it was a game, and like i don't say that lightly, like it was all throughout every single minute of it, very much like. Oh, swans had it and then they didn't and then they had it again and then they didn't and the crowd just went nuts like I don't think I've been to a waffle game this season where there has been so much heart and passion on both sides of the oval so literally you would have swans butting up against the subie lions Fans And they're just like, they're going nuts because especially in that final quarter, you literally have a goal that brought Subi back up and then Swans brought it back and then Subi fought for it and they got it back and it was just goal for goal. You felt the joy from the fans and just the utter heartbreak from Subi.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, Lee Kitchen very nearly became the hero of that game by setting up a win for Subi, but it ended up being Lockie Riley. Kicking that goal about 14 minutes into the last quarter. The fact that he kicked that goal, giving them that margin it, it of error. It cemented
1: their spot in the final in that game. Yeah.
0: Well, and you spoke to him as well. So let's have a listen to that.
1: What was it like to get that goal in the final quarter?
0: I was relieved because it was a bit of a helicopter. <laughs> but just, it was really good to hang on because they just kept coming until the last few minutes. So, And we haven't beaten them in a long time. So, yeah, it was...
1: So you're on Suvi Turf, you won the game, what does that mean for you guys as a team? Because this is like a big rivalry for you guys, what does this win mean today?
0: It is huge, especially having the worst performance of the season as a unit last week. So, knocking the best team in the comp, the way we see it today, is yeah huge for our season.
1: Awesome. And looking forward into the final few rounds, what do you think is going to happen? You guys thinking you're going to continue to climb up the ladder?
0: Yeah, just looking to cling on to a spot in the finals. It's been a while, so we'll be j- just happy to get there. Subia still equals second uh, on percentage. They're one game behind Claremont. Swans are now in the five. Yeah, two no, games it's clear. brought them up. Yeah, they're two games clear of East Frio. Um, so the latter is looking very spicy at the moment. And with East Perth breathing down the neck of everyone, i tell you what, something's going to happen here. It's going to mm, be a fantastic yeah. run into the finals. We've got eight games left. Um, and speaking of that, coming up in round 13, we got some more cracking games of footy thieves. Miller from behind, ball onto there. A famous
1: grand final victory. We've got all games being played on Saturday at 2:10 p.m. and we're starting it off with the Royals up against the Sharks.
0: Yes, the beasts in the east, East Perth versus the uh, East Fremantle. I'm gonna back East Perth.
1: I think I'm gonna join you there. I think after this week. They're huge contenders for this coming yep. weekend.
0: Jacko Ramsey, the captain he's in, and he played an absolute blinder. And as he mentioned in our chat, Marshy, he's out for uh, the Sharks. Mm. He's been getting upwards of 20 disposals and, a, and a, at least two goals a game for the last few weeks. Yeah, So that is a big out. And at David Gray's arena at the same time, Peel Thunder had taken on Subi. Can't go past Subi beating Peel.
1: And I think after them losing to Swans, I think that's just going to add more fuel to the fire. They're going to be coming out this weekend hot as
0: ever. Yeah, and it's not like that Suby were out of form. I mean, you still had Martin and Kitchen kicking goals. No, they were the there. Ball. They
1: had it. It was just, it was a rough game.
0: D- uh, Della Hunty and Marshy still picking up disposals as well. So, it's not they're out of form or anything. It was just a hard-fought game. So, coming up against Peel, I reckon they're going to take it away.
1: Yep, now nah, I'm there with you. Moving on, we've got the Swans up against Claremont.
0: Our game of the week, I reckon. Swans are coming off a very hot win. They're in very fine form. Fish is due for a monster game. But Claremont, they've just been consistent all season. And for that reason, oh, I don't know. Claremont has I think to
1: be. It's be. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good game. I'm excited.
0: Who do you reckon is going to win? I reckon it would be Claremont.
1: I kind of want to go with the underdogs and go with the Swans. Yeah, it is. They they pulled it out of the hat this weekend. Like they they proved to the entire league that they're in this to play Mm. and to like to be recognised. So I think I think they've got a chance.
0: Yeah, and like I said, um, Jai Bolton as well. I mean, the whole club has been consistent, but Bolton has been, you know, racking up disposals all season. When you have a play like that playing on the inside. Uh, no matter how much the Swans are going to be ready for a win this week, I reckon when they face Claremont at River Fitness, they're going to. Um, I reckon it's it's going to go to Claremont,
1: hundred percent.
0: And Perth and West Perth, Phoebes, who, who do you reckon?
1: Oh, this will be a tough game. This will be a this tough is going to be a close one. I'm I'm not sure.
0: So if West Perth lose this game, they're still probably going to stay in the five because mm. Swans. If Swans win, they will overtake them. But if West Perth do lose, they, they're, they're still two games clear of East Fremantle. So they can afford to lose it, but they've really only got a one-game buffer. Mm. Because East Fremantle are going to come back to form. And if they don't, then you're going to get your demons coming up. and In more ways than one, Perth demons are going to come up from the bottom. And in a, in a week or two, they might lose their spot. So I reckon West Perth have a lot to play for and Perth have a lot to prove. So... Because of that, I reckon Perth have the hunger and they're going to win.
1: Yeah, no, I, th- I think I'm going to take take this one with you and I'm going to go with Perth.
0: I mean, look at, look at Let's us. Let's see neck what they can do. Side by side. I think we've got this. Side by side, we stick together.
1: Absolutely. To but finally, coming up, tiny. we've got the uh, we got the Bulldogs up against the West Coast Eagles. At
0: Bulldogs, 100%. And, um, this is going to be a blowout.
1: Oh, you think so? Yeah,
0: it will be. The old flash in the pan Eagles, I think it will be a blowout.
1: See, I I, I disagree.
0: Ooh. Let's put something on it. You, no. You have to buy not. me a, 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 a pack of fabric face masks if uh, if if the Bulldogs win.
1: And so what do I get if the Eagles win? If
0: the Eagles win, I will wash your car.
1: My car is not it. Can you
0: vacuum it too? Yeah, of course. Well, hang on. When you wash your car, do you not vacuum your car? Nah. I you got- slob.
1: No way. I go through the drive-thru. I sit in there. I have in good the time. In the drive-thru. Yeah. What are you talking you know about? When you go to like Get the-, the hose out. No. It's never as good. Oh, you
0: just lost all credibility in uh, this episode. Okay, I'm I'll- real
1: happy about this. I was going to wash it today.
0: I'll wash your car. This isn't a CD car wash, by the way. I'll just a genuinely just a wax <laughs> and polish. Um, if the Bulldogs win, mm-hmm. you got to buy me. Uh, a South Frio uh, scarf
1: I mean you have to wear it I don't
0: what does that mean I'll be wearing it at the grand final when they're there how does that sound
1: no I might be joining you with West Coast on the field
0: well let's see how it goes Phoebs next week so here we go the new game of the week update not because of what's going to happen out there <laughs> but because South Frio are taking on Eagles either I have to wash Phoebe's car or I get a brand new scarf for the chilly chilly months coming up mm-hmm. but thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Monday Waffle I've been your clumsy host Will DeFolvio and Phoebe has kept me in check. Phoebe Murray, thanks for being here.
1: Thanks, Will, and don't forget to check out all of our socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and that's at the Monday Waffle. Go give us a like and watch out for new content.
0: And if you see us around the uh, around the place at any games, or if you see us milling about at ovals, come say hi. Mention the Monday Waffle. Maybe we'll buy you a beer. Maybe we'll shake your hand. Maybe we'll apologise. But as always, thanks for listening. And a very special. Uh, sign off this week made even more appropriate by the appearance of East Perth captain Jackson Ramsey thanks for joining us this week strap your ankles Woo-hoo! thanks for listening to the Monday Waffle proudly brought to you by the students
2: from ECU Broadcasting